Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Angie Fryermuth. And I'm Kat McCain. Today's guests are Dr. Hal Cardwell, the Director of Collaboration and the Public Participation Center of Expertise. We also have Lynn Greer, who's a Public Affairs Specialist in the Water Management Division at the Great Lakes and Ohio Division, and is also a member of the Public Involvement Specialist Cadre. And we also have Matt Shanks, the Risk Analysis Coordinator in the Planning and Policy Division for LRD, and is also an MSC liaison who helps coordinate between the center and the division and district staff. Thank you all for joining us today. Happy to, Great be, to here. be here. For today's episode, we want to get to know about the Collaboration and Public Participation Center of Expertise. But before we go too much further, let's get to know our guests. So tell us about yourself and what the field needs to know about what you do and why it's important to them. And we'll go ahead and start with Hal, then go to Matt, and then to Lynn. Thanks, Angie. Thanks, Kat. Hal Cardwell. And my background is water resources. I've done undergrad systems engineering and applied to environmental stuff and did grad work in systems analysis applied to water quality. So I'm basically a computer modeler by training. Uh, after I got out of grad school, spent some time working on California water issues, and I figured that people were not necessarily listening to me, the smart modeler, when it came to solving the problems. And I was like, why not? Um, I, I, I had nice computer models. Because I wanted to solve problems, and I think that's why I went into engineering, I delved into more of the interpersonal and, and interinstitutional side of water management. And to steal from a mentor of mine, Pete Laux, out of Cornell, the soft parts are hard. Then I went to work with USAID on the uh, U.S. Agency for International Development on water issues. And in 2001, I came to the core uh, to the Institute for Water Resources. I have been working on collaborative processes uh, and how to solve problems for water resources since I got to IWR. And uh, in 2008, we, the core, established a center uh, for collaboration and public participation. And I've been fortunate to, to lead that center since it was established. This is, uh, my name's Matt Shanks. I grew up in Elyria, Ohio, next to Lake Erie and the Great Lakes. You know, grew up with uh, the oldest of four, uh, raised by both my parents. Uh, love the outdoors. I got a biology major as an undergrad at the Ohio State University, uh, which led me to a job in Florida for about six months before I picked up my first job with the Corps of Engineers in 2009, working for the Chicago District. There, I was a fisheries biologist by education, and that was my job title, working with the Asian carp and monitoring at the electric dispersal barriers. Um, and I worked as a planner at Chicago District for about 10 years. Just about a year ago, uh, I started a job with the Great Lakes and Ohio River Division as their risk analysis coordinator. I didn't know how many hats I would be wearing at the division, one of which is the MSC liaison to the Center of Expertise the, for the CPCX. In that role, I help facilitate uh, and connect district needs and division needs with collaboration and conflict resolution with the center uh, to best facilitate how well we can support and supplement uh, the resources that we have at the districts for all of our uh, tough challenges that we're facing and planning. Thanks, Matt. How about you, Lynn? Hi, everyone. My name is Lynn Greer. Um, I have been with the Corps of Engineers for over 20 years. I started as a scientist and a project manager while completing my master's research 
I was always faced with working on these controversial or complicated projects that involved and required a lot of public engagement, managing and participating in public hearings or public meetings. Clearly started to develop a, a knack for myself and in 2007 I officially transferred from being a scientist to serving full time as an outreach program specialist within the Buffalo District. And from there I have served as a facilitator, risk communicator, collaborator, and I think one of the biggest things I want people to know is that, you know, I really strive to work with the teams to translate, you know, the information that they are preparing and presenting and find ways to communicate that to the public in understandable forms. Um, I recently transferred over to the Great Lakes and Ohio River Division where I am providing outreach communication and collaboration services to the International Joint Commission. So once again, working on complex water-related issues and finding unique ways to engage with the public and collaborate among the many different stakeholders that have an interest in what we do. Thanks, Lynn, and Hal, and Matt for those backgrounds. And, you know, it's very interesting to me that all of you come from very unique backgrounds, and actually I think that that's beneficial to the core. Uh, you bring a new, fresh perspective to communication and to public participation and get out of the traditional way that the core does. So thank you for the work you do there. Hal, you briefly mentioned the center being established in 2008. And so I want to go back to you on that. What exactly, you know, does the center do? How are you structured? And, you know, what is the value that the center provides to the core? Absolutely, Angie. We just finished our third, I think, strategic plan. We established our mission is to improve the outcomes of USAFE's missions by supporting collaborative processes and ensuring that the interests of partners, stakeholders, and the public are addressed. We do that focusing on, on five different goals. One is to build that, the collaborative capacity of the core. That's through training, through webinars, um, and through hosting a, a, a community of practice uh, that transfers information on successes and good tips across the core. Second goal that we have is to provide direct support to increase the success of collaborative processes. Um, so we provide that direct support to core activities at the district level and uh, headquarters and, and other programs uh, as needed. Then we try to catalyze the effective use of collaboration agency-wide um, by engaging with leadership, uh, including policy relevance work through headquarters. And we deliver innovative collaborative processes, tools, and techniques to address water resource management challenges is our fourth goal. And that fourth goal is really looking at, gee, a lot is changing out there and, and everyone knows that the technologies that we use to communicate uh, are, are constantly changing and how can we leverage those tools and those understandings of how people are interacting to support the success of collaborative processes and support core missions. And finally, we have a goal uh, to make sure that we, an internal goal to manage our, our resources effectively. How do we do that? How's our team structured, you ask? We've got a small interdisciplinary team at the Institute for Water Resources. As I mentioned, I'm an engineer. We have at least one other engineer that works with us. We have an economist or two. We have people, a sociologist. 
we have a person with a, a PhD in conflict resolution. It's a, it's, a, it's a mixed bag, and I think that mixed bag is, is helpful to us. We have people with backgrounds in plan, a lot of in planning, but also in regulatory and some operations and research issues. And that's our little small team at IWR that works on our stuff and on some other projects. Uh, but then we actually absolutely rely on our MSC liaisons, like Matt. Um, we have one in each civil works district. And then on the district level, subject matter ex experts are public involvement specialists. And Lynn is, uh, is, is a shining example of one of those people. And then finally, the, the broadest circle um, is we have more than 1,000 people in a cross-functional and interdisciplinary community of practice. We uh, do webinars, newsletters, and generally try to promote that information transfer across the core. You also asked, I think, about the value that we provide to the core. We lump the value of, of what we do into three buckets. One is that we're going to save time and money. We firmly believe, and the data backs us up, that using collaborative processes appropriately can produce cost savings and more timely decisions for taxpayers and federal agencies. And this is, of course, compared to litigation or other processes. The second bucket of benefits is better outcomes. If we, uh, uh, using these collaborative processes can result in more creative and durable solutions and overcome some entrenched disagreements. Um, and finally, the third bucket is to improve relationships between the government and stakeholders. It's to improve the responsiveness of government to the people. We are a public engineering organization, and there is a reason that we are a public engineering organization. It's because we deal with a public good, which is the nation's river. So I think this is another critically important benefit that the, our center provides. Thanks for expanding on that, Hal. I think the center does great work and it really does provide great benefits to the core. Uh, you briefly mentioned uh, the MSC liaisons in the public involvement specialist cadre. And so I want to go out to Matt and Lynn to talk a little bit more about this group of experts. And so Matt, we'll start with you with the MSC liaisons. So can you uh, elaborate a little bit more on that and then you know, what your role is in uh, the benefit that provides? Yeah, thanks, Angie. Great rundown, Hal. You know, you had mentioned that you do work with a small core team at the CPCX, and the MSC liaisons at each of your divisions really supplement and support that team as best that we can. And we do it in a lot of different ways. Uh, for me, it's all about connecting people with the tools and resources that you ran through to support those five goals of our strategic plan. We need to make sure that the staff at our districts and division uh, have uh, connectivity to those tools and resources to help them communicate effectively both internally with each other, uh, with other divisions uh, within the core, as well as externally to our stakeholders and partners. I, as an MSC liaison, I want to make sure that my staff understand and can use those tools effectively, facilitate two-way communication, uh, both active and passively, um, and to increase the awareness of the CPCX teams, like the MSC liaisons, our public involvement specialists, and the community of practice, both so that those teams are talking with each other, as well as the staff uh, that they support and serve. So there's 
quite a bit of value that I think gets added through um, my role as well as the CPCX to all of my uh, MSC staff. One of the things is supplementing the resources that we have available to us in our PDPs, uh, those product delivery teams, as well as in management of the resources that we do have. And so the staff that and resources provided through the center of expertise um, can help where we have gaps in our workforce or gaps in our experience and, and skill sets to really bolster and support the missions that we have as districts and division. Um, it brings, the, the center brings a wealth of experience, a lot of lessons learned and best practices. Through all of the support they're providing across the nation, they bring a great perspective to specific projects, to cross-pollinate between all of the different type of projects and issues and conflicts and, uh, that we see across the nation through collaboration. I guess I'll pause there and let Lynn jump in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. So I am one of the public involvement specialists as part of the cadre. Um, when we began, there were just 12 of us, and the cadre has grown to over 30 specialists agency-wide. We have no less than two public involvement specialists in every division, and in some cases, we have many more public involvement specialists in your division. But what's more important to know is that these specialists can assist beyond their district and division boundaries. And in fact, we call on them often to reach out and serve to teams agency-wide. Within the cadre, there are no boundaries and there are no limits to really what we can do and how we can serve you. Our team consists of project managers, biologists, regulators, archaeologists, environmental scientists, we have tribal liaisons on our team. We have um, staff who work very closely with the Silver Jackets and the Flood Risk Management Program. We have experts that touch upon every one of our agency's missions. What is very unique about that is not only are we well-versed in understanding the programs and policies that your teams are facing when trying to execute a mission and get your project from A to Z, more importantly, we can help you engage the public collaborate with your partners and work with the stakeholders. And so when your team faced with a challenge you're not sure how to progress, you're not sure how to engage, especially in this time of the pandemic when everything is virtual, reach out to Hal and his staff at the Collaboration and Public Participation Center of Expertise. Reach out to the Public Investment Specialist cadre in your district, within your division, or go to Hal and say, this is specifically what we are seeking. I promise you that we have a specialist on our team who is an expert and can address the needs of the team and can help you progress your study forward, maximizing the collaborative experience, ensuring you stay within budget, meeting the needs of your schedules. And I think on the topic of budget, what I want to highlight is that we have the ability to build a collaborative process and an engagement strategy that meets your budget. We develop a unique process and plan for your study needs, for your project capabilities, and to be very specific to your project. 
And I think that is, again, one of the very unique features that we bring to the table. And, uh, again, there's no need to sit and wonder how you're going to execute your mission. You have this nationwide team of experts who are just waiting for you to reach out, and, and we're here to help. These groups sound amazing, like in these group of experts that are out there across the core. So I'm just curious. So someone like myself sitting at the district, how would I get involved with the, the center of expertise or with this cadre? Are, are there specific skills I would need to do or any training? How do you get signed up? Yeah, so this is Lynn. The public enrollment specialist where we have vacancies in districts, we're certainly looking to name public enrollment specialists in every district within every division across the agency. If you have an interest and think this is something that, you know, you have this inequality to collaborate and communicate and to share information in creative ways, you can reach out to your respective MSC liaison. We have that information. Uh, we can get that available to you, and you can express your interest, and then those interests are shared up through the Collaboration and Public Participation Center of Expertise, and, you know, we certainly have discussions about what are your capabilities, and then ultimately, we seek to have support, not only for your time, but also to ensure that your home office can pay for your labor associated with serving as a public involvement specialist. You know, that includes no less than about 100 hours every year. We have monthly phone calls in which we are discussing policies, procedures, the needs within the organization. We have an annual face-to-face -face business meeting and training when not in a pandemic this year is virtual. But we also have a whole group of, of work groups, and our work groups identify activities every year that we want to accomplish that would better serve the agency. And there is an expectation that as a public involvement specialist, you will attend these monthly meetings, you will contribute, you will participate in a work group, you will help develop tools and procedures and things that could be useful to study teams. And so again, we're looking for persons that hold unique qualities when it comes to communication and collaboration, but also have the support from their chain of command, their district commander, as well as the respective division MSC liaison to provide the support and services needed. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, I'll chime in there, too, a little bit. You know, she's spot on with the MSC liaison as being that point person that can really help you get your foot in the door. Uh, and so I encourage each of you that are interested to reach out to your MSC liaison. And, and when I get a call from a district staff that's curious about the CPCX or the collaboration community of practice, I really encourage them to get engaged with the community of practice, call into maybe a monthly uh, public involvement specialist call just to listen in, uh, shadow their public involvement specialist that might be at the districts or throughout their division, give them a call, find out uh, what their job's all about, how often are they engaged, what type of projects do they work on in that role. Uh, it gives you a better sense of what it might take to really embrace that role and, and be part of the team. Beyond that, it is really, for me, looking to see how outgoing kind of personality, can you build relationships, can you connect with people. That is, at the core of it, uh, a good collaborator um, and someone that 
is looking to support and assist others and help them grow as well. As an MSC liaison, uh, showing that humility and really relying on the staff that I have throughout LRD has been a significant tool that I rely on in this first year in my position. Um, and so I have great people like Lynn, like Brandon Brummett in Louisville, uh, like Andrea Carson in Pittsburgh that really have supported uh, both myself, the CPCX, the community of practice, and all of their peers. So use the resources you have around you, and the ability to do that speaks a lot about the people and staff that are part of this team. Thank you for that. And being part of the public involvement specialist cadre, I know the, the caliber of um, the individuals that are part of those teams, and I will say that they're some of the best we have within the core. And so if you are a program or project manager and you're, you know, struggling on how you enhance your engagement and your collaboration efforts, don't hesitate to call HAL or even get in touch with your MSCA liaison um, because they do have subject matter experts that can help you. Uh, you may be the subject matter expert for the project, but there are people that really, really know how to successfully engage and collaborate with others. And speaking of collaborating, I think it's safe to say that this year was challenging for all of us for a variety of uh, reasons, right? And just like other companies, the core had to adjust how we were collaborating with others. Can you talk a little bit about how this past year has changed the way that we do public participation? And I guess we'll start with you, Hal. Sure. Thanks, Angie. I think number one is that we can, we can do it. We can do this virtual public engagement. And what we've seen, uh, maybe counterintuitively, is are a lot of opportunities for increased engagement. That a lot, it's a lot easier for some people to call into a Zoom session from their kitchen table than to go to uh, than to leave than to find a babysitter and go to a public meeting at uh, the the local elementary school or whatever. So there's a lot of opportunity for increased engagement. Yet we have to be aware. That, we, that not everybody is digitally connected or digitally savvy, and so we can't leave other people behind. And so this is a, the, the virtual engagement world is really exciting, offers us new tools, but that doesn't mean that we can forget about those other communities. We are putting out, should be out within the next month, a report on the best practices for virtual engagement with case studies from around the core. Uh, that we've collected, and uh, there's a lot of great stuff going on, both in how we're using the technologies, um, and perhaps Matt can talk a little bit about the crowdsource reporter stuff, and about how we're still engaging people who don't have that access. So, Matt, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, the crowdsource reporter as a lesson learned? Absolutely. So, the crowdsource reporter is geospatial mapping tool that also allows for public engagement on our projects. Um, and we've had two districts that really made great use of this tool that came, uh, really originated out of the CPCS, uh, both in Pittsburgh and Chicago. Pittsburgh district used the crowdsource reporter to collect uh, ideas and questions and concerns from the public before they started the process of updating the Kanzua Dam and Allegheny Reservoir Master Plans. The tool enabled those uh, members of the public to comment and submit location-based comments on this map interface 
uh, relating to the environmental, recreational, uh, cultural, or historical, really any, a lot of the concerns that they might have. And crowdsourcing, if you're not familiar with it, it, it we typically do this on a daily basis on Facebook and Instagram, you know, when you ask for a suggestion and your community replies with a wide variety of perspectives on how they've solved the problem, that's exactly what this tool does. And we're using that to really gain a lot of public feedback to some of our toughest challenges that we face in water resources. It both gives us a broader perspective and range of ideas in that brainstorming planning process but it also ensures that we're engaged with our stakeholders for those projects and the partners and the public that we serve. You know, that the stakeholder comments in Pittsburgh related to regional needs on the master plan, it should take into consideration potential threats that might be addressed in the master plan, uh, opportunities for those master plans to tackle um, and information relevant that needed to be updated. In Chicago, the crowdsource reporting tool was used in eliciting feedback towards updating a dredge material management plan for a local harbor there. And so, you know, as we look to see where are we gonna put all this additional dredge spoil material, that's not exactly something that you want in your backyard. And so finding a location for that type of material can sometimes be a difficult task and really needs to happen in concert with that public feedback. Putting a map out for public to click on a spot and say, this might be a good area, or we as a community feel it would be helpful if it stayed out of these areas. It is a very easy and engaging tool for the public to really provide feedback in a meaningful way for the Corps of Engineers. I just want to add that, you know, the, the public involvement specialists have been able to really help teams identify which is the best platform for their public engagement need. And I want, you know, folks out there listening to realize that we are not limited to just WebEx, that there are other platforms, other mechanisms, and we can ensure that we build a meeting for you that engages and involves the participants. So, of course, we don't have that face-to-face -face component. We do still have very unique ways that we can connect with your audience. And again, we will work with you to understand the needs of your study and your team and figure out what works best within your schedule and your budget. But there are so many opportunities out there for us to continue to engage in this virtual world. And on the other hand, we are already looking ahead. We are already recognizing that once we have pandemic restrictions eased, there will still be an expectation within the communities that we will most likely be expected to provide some form of virtual engagement, even once we are able to return to a face-to-face in-person setting. And I assure you that is something that is already being discussed and assessed at the national level among the cadre, the MSC liaisons, and HAL's team at the Collaboration and Public Participation Center of Expertise. Absolutely, Lynn. So I recently have had an opportunity to do a developmental at IWR, and while I was there, I did some work for the CPCX, 
I really enjoyed my time there with the team. And I heard something about the Grand Collaboration Challenge. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about this? So I will just start with one little note, and that is, you know, the Grand Collaboration Challenge is an opportunity for any team that feels they are facing a big hurdle, an uphill battle, don't quite know where to begin. Maybe there's been a history of negative public engagement. Maybe there's a history of mistrust. This program, this uh, annual effort is for you. And so I will turn it over to Hal to kind of explain a little bit more about the Grand Collaboration Challenge, how this started, and the opportunities that it presents to teams agency-wide. Thanks, Lynn. Well, basically, this is uh, for the, uh, sort of a stump-the-chump challenge. If there is a really tough collaboration challenge out there, and, I, and we know there are, um, how can we bring additional resources and the expertise that we've been able to glean from supporting projects all over the country, how can we bring that expertise to help this really tough problem that the core is facing? So that's where we developed the idea of, of the Grand Collaboration Challenge. It's to provide for a district project, be it on the planning side or ops or um, levy safety, support by a national level expertise type team um, to help solve that, that problem. And we've worked on <clears throat> uh, planning issues, we've worked on ops issues, some emergency management work, regulatory, across the navigation, flood risk, uh, recreation, uh, water supply, different business lines um, to try to help solve those tough problems. And it's technical assistance. and. When we say technical assistance from our center, we're not talking about doing computer modeling or geotechnical analysis. We're talking about doing a stakeholder assessment. We're talking about um, helping you all design and implement collaborative processes to try to work through those tough issues and, and how do you uh, engage those stakeholders and, and really understand what their, their interests are and try to move the ball forward. We're nearing the end of our time together, but I have to ask, what can we expect from the center in the future? Well, I have sort of four answers in, on that because I can't just keep it to one. And what a surprise, it aligns with some of the work that our community of practice is doing and that people can engage with. One is some of the collaborative tools, including serious gaming or crowdsource reporter or the how do you determine which collaborative meeting software you might want to pick that Lynn was alluding to. So collaborative tools is one. Uh, another one that is front and center uh, with the new administration is engagement of economically disadvantaged communities, uh, issues of equity, and we as uh, an organization are going to be challenged to address those, and I think that's one place that we want to help, help the agency. A third one is, is working with people like Matt and the risk-informed decision folks both to better communicate risk, which is, has been a challenge and will continue to be, but also um, to apply a risk framework in the design and the implementation of public participation. Like Lynn said, we're going to design something that is right for your project that's going to uh, adapt to the risk that you face 
in the in the project that you're that you're you've got a responsibility for. And finally, I think you're, we will continue the skill building at the district level uh, that we have been doing, and hopefully expand that. And lastly, I just want to open it up to everybody to see if you have any final thoughts before we end this uh, episode of Inside the Castle. So, Lynn, I will go to you first. I just want to say that working with the staff at the Collaboration and Public Participation Center of Expertise, the MSC Liaisons, and the Public Involvement Specialist Cadre has been an incredible experience and opportunity through the years. This team collectively brings to the table a passion that I truly have not quite seen anywhere else. Um, their desire to ensure open and transparent communications, to make sure that we are working with the public, providing support to our partners and stakeholders is so incredibly impressive. And the diversity of our team, the knowledge that we share with others and with partners is just so open and genuine. And, and I think that is something that you'll see if you reach out and work with that we come to you truly wanting to help, truly wanting to help everyone succeed and ensure that we are shedding the best possible light on efforts accomplished by the Corps of Engineers. Matt? So, you know, I, I want to close with just embracing the fact that we as an agency, uh, the Corps of Engineers tackles a lot of hard problems. Um, and we're responsible for quite a bit of resources, water resources in the U.S. You say it in such a few words, but it has such heavy meaning. You know, just Great Lakes uh, and Ohio River Division alone has a lot of responsibilities. You know, we serve as a representative on the International Joint Commission on the Great Lakes. We support over 175 million average annual tons of commerce in the Great Lakes and 35% and of the country's waterborne commerce on the Ohio River in, in that basin. And on and on that list goes, and that's just one of the many divisions that we have. So I wanna thank you know all of the hardworking civil servants that sit in the districts and divisions across the Corps uh, for tackling some of these difficult water resource challenges in the face of what sometimes can be very difficult confrontation and or project and program complexity. We are committed to serving the public interest and understanding what is in the public interest can sometimes be a very difficult challenge in and of itself. Uh, collaboration and conflict resolution are pivotal skill sets that support our efforts uh, to build solutions for our stakeholders and our partners. So a big kudos to the CPCX for providing the support to those efforts across the country and for the assistance that uh, LRD has received from this vital usage resource. And then the best for last, Hal? I don't know if I can top what either what Lynn and, and Matt set, us up, set me up for here, but just like to reiterate that we are the Corps of Engineers, right? And we're here to solve problems for the public. If we want to solve problems, we're going to have to figure out how to engage the public. If you need help in that, because I know from being trained as an engineer, you don't get a whole lot of that training in, in engineering school. 
If you need help, we've got a lot of people who've seen a lot who are really committed to helping you solve that problem so that we can move forward and accomplish the mission for the agency. So with that, thanks Angie and Kat for giving us the time on the, on the Inside the Castle podcast. And thank you, Hal, Lynn, and Matt for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. And to our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you, and people you are interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.